Beautiful greetings, everybody. My name is Alex Flores. And I'm Meredith Frigo. And you're listening to Tea Time with Bitter and Sweet. She gave birth to you, the woman of the hour, your mom. Meredith, my dear. Yes. What are we drinking today? So today is kind of a concoction of my my herb garden. <laughs> so I just threw some sage in there, some apple mint, some rosemary, and some honey. It kind of tastes like bath water, but it's pretty good. <laughs> it's good. I like it. It's like it's I don't know refreshing. what kind of baths you have, but my baths don't taste like this. The most herbal bath. It's it's very. <laughs> <laughs> I like my baths to smell good. I put essential oils in my bath water. Interesting. Yeah. I put all kinds of stuff. My bath water is like a big cup of tea. Okay. And I just add stuff to it. All right. That's what I do. I... It's a thing. Okay. It is. I swear. I don't have to prove myself to you. (laughs) Yes, you do. It's what I do. No. No, I don't. You're full of shit. I've put Epsom salt and um, bubble bath, but other than that, my... You don't know what you're missing, then. My bathtub is not a witch's cauldron. It is. Okay, I don't just make things. That's exactly what it is. It's a big cauldron. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) All right. Speaking of witches... Just kidding. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. My mother's going to listen to this podcast. Uh, we're going to be talking about moms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my mom isn't a mean person. She's, <laughs> she knows how to take a joke. It's fine. Anyway. Anyway. The main question is, mm-hmm. how do we become our mothers? How did this happen? I think the main question is, why do we become our mothers? Because, dear Jesus, I've spent most of my life trying to not be my mother. And then I wake up in the morning and I'm just like, God, I sound like my mother. Yeah, I'll say things and I'm like, God damn it. (laughs) My mother would say that. Why does that happen? I don't know. Why do we get to that point? (laughs) How, How do... How, how do, <laughs> how do this happen? <laughs> and my answer is probably because we're of her, like, because we come from her and also because you and I were raised somewhat similarly from a single mother kind of viewpoint. My dad was around, but not mm-hmm. really as much as my mom was. Yeah. So I think, I think children of single mothers have like, and maybe even single fathers, maybe those people become their fathers. Mm-hmm. Um, just adapt a lot of the, the parents coping skills, a lot of, uh, their, um, mannerisms, mannerisms. nice jinx, personal jinx. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) that was really hard for me to say. I don't know why. Jinx. Jinx. Personal jinx. Is that what it's? Perspiration. It's not perspiration. Currently experiencing perspiration. (laughs) But anyway, so I think that we become our mother's. Because of those reasons, because we're of them, we see them, we, and children are like made to, Mm -hmm. as we grow up, we mimic what our parents do. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I 
that's like yeah. the basic reason, I guess. I think for me personally, I know how she's made things work. Mm-hmm. And if it works, why would you change it? Well, yeah. If it ain't broke, why fix it? Yeah. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I've seen the things that she's gone through and I've seen how she's handled herself throughout the years. So in my adulthood, whenever I face those things, I know how she would face them Mm -hmm. and I know how she would make it manage. So that's how I go about it. Maybe it's just purely the the fact that that's our role model. Like that's the person that we see all the time doing what they're doing. And Mm -hmm. we're like, okay, so this is what we're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think with every parent, but you would never say that to their face. No, you would never say like, you've made me who I am today (laughs) (laughs) because (laughs) then their egos get big and that's not cool. You're right. Yeah. Then they're, they're always like, see, I'm right. And then you're like, (laughs) shut up, mom. Uh, The other day I was, I was telling my mom something. Oh, she had uh, owed me a little bit of money. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was texting her and she asked me for like $5 or something. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. No problem. Why not? Uh, so I sent her the $5 and then I told her, I was like, Hey, your bill is like up to like, I don't know, like 40, $50, something like that. Right. And I told her, I'll send you an invoice. And she said, I birthed you. So (laughs) I'll send you the invoice. And I said, that's not how it works. And she said, no, moms get to say those kind of things. And, um, I told her, I was just like, what is it that's saying that you always throw at me all glory to God or something like that? And she was just like, yeah. And I was just like, I don't owe you anything. All that glory goes to God. Okay. (laughs) He birthed me. No, (laughs) not at all. She got a pretty good laugh out of it. (laughs) I bet. So now anytime she ever says anything to me about like, I am your parent. And I said, God is my, God is my parent. Okay. Yes. All glory to all God. Glory mother. To God. <laughs> this is what you've taught me. No, I think though that there's like, so you probably like your mom is very similar to like every, and when I talk to your mom, a lot of times I like see you cause mm-hmm. I'm like, that's totally something Alex would say. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and I, I feel like people probably like people who know my mother and people who know me are like, yeah, you're just like your mom. Yeah. And people will say too, we look a lot alike. Mm-hmm. Um, they think we're sisters, which is my favorite thing my, to hear. My- <laughs> I love it when they think my mom's my sister. My mother and I also get that because without the beard, my mother and I look very, very similar Mm -hmm. and I have always looked a little bit older than I am. Yeah. I look older than I am. And my mother has always looked younger than she is. So every time we're ever anywhere together, people always think that we're siblings. I hate that. One, not only do we look super similar to each other, but we also act literally like the same person. My mom is like a major hippie. And I am a major hippie mm-hmm. and like, uh, my mother growing up was just very much like she wanted us to be independent and mm-hmm. positive. And my mother is the exact same way. Mm-hmm. And so like, because of that, I feel like I have, <laughs> I have become my mom in a lot of ways. I've become other people too. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've become myself, but also like a lot of me <laughs> is my mother. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And I love my mom, but you know, there are things about your parents that you don't necessarily want. Yes. Then later you realize you have it and you're like, and you're just like, where the 
fuck did that come from? <laughs> yes, you're like, is it a virus or what the heck? <laughs> is it passed down through generation? I have one of those exact moments because... As many people know, my father passed away when I was very young, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So my mother has had been riddled with anxiety for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. And she smothers people because she doesn't like to let go of things. We love you, Candy. We do. So all throughout my life, she's always smothered me. Like, if I don't hear from her at least four times a day, then I know something's wrong. See, my mother is the exact opposite. <laughs> exact opposite. There would be, uh, In college, there would be times I wouldn't hear from her in, like, a year, possibly. Mm-hmm. And I, it, would, it was crazy. I was like, you know, people would talk to their parents daily, and then, like, my parents are, like, the opposite, the exact opposite of helicopter parents. And then you They're would come like over those, to my house, <laughs> right. and all of my family are just, like, yelling at each other, and we're just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yes. Also, would you like a cupcake? Right, yeah. <laughs> I, I love your family. They're wonderful. But, like, I, it, there's something to be said about, um, I feel like maybe that will be an, a, in a way that I will parent similarly because like I now know the value of not Being having yes a helicopter parent because mm-hmm. there's people who like you know I don't I don't have anything against people who still live with their, with their parents mm-hmm. people have issues or they just want to live with their parents and that's fine but I think because of how I was raised it made it a lot easier for me to be able to just be on my own yeah that's a lot like how my mother is too whenever I am in a relationship I smother the fuck out of people. Like, I can't help it. You have I don't not know an hour relationship. To. What's wrong with me? Because I don't have to worry about you. Oh, good. I trust you. Aww. <laughs> Tender thoughts. <laughs> when, uh, because you're the one who normally has to worry about me. <laughs> when you tell me that you're going to do something, more likely than not, it will happen before 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, that's also how my mom is, by the way. (laughs) But if I tell you, yeah, I'll get it done, it probably won't get done. It'll take a lot of coaxing, really. Yeah. It'll be like, I'll buy you lunch. Like, please, just do it. That's how my mother would treat me. (laughs) She would tell me, I need you to do this by Tuesday. And every single day up until Tuesday, she would be like, have you done it yet? And I said, I'll do it on Tuesday. And she said, okay. An hour would go by. Have you done it yet? Like she smothers people so much that she, it's kind of like worrisome in a sense, but also because she has that anxiety throughout most of her life, Mm -hmm. it's kind of defined her as a reciprocal partner in different types of relationships. So now that I'm an adult and I have specific relationships with people, I find myself smothering people. Right. And Hmm. I can't stand it, but also at the same time, I can't help it. (laughs) Because I'm just like, okay, I know that if it were the opposite way, I would need somebody to be on my ass about it. Right. In order for me to get shit done. Mm -hmm. So I do it to other people. But there's also some things that we don't get from our parents that like my mother, I am a worrier. I worry about people plenty more Mm -hmm. than I probably should. Mm -hmm. And I've always done that. My mom told me that I was born Catholic because I like feel guilty and worry about people all the time. I can't, I can't determine if that's supposed to be an 
a Catholic thing. Or a... I don't know. <laughs> I guess we should ask her. Anyway, so I worry a lot. My mom does not worry. Like mm. she doesn't worry if I, I used to make jokes that if I was ever dying in a ditch, I would never call her because she doesn't ever answer. <laughs> I would call like somebody who I knew would answer. Probably Russell. Um, but anyway, so. Um, but which, also you don't call people. I don't. I'm not a big caller. I. But when I call my mother, it's like she never answers. You want to know what? why I call people? Mom, why don't you answer me? <laughs> I know you're listening. I'm just kidding. She's been a lot better about it though recently. She, it used to be pretty bad, but now it's much mm. better. But that's something that I did not get from my mother mm-hmm. was worrying. I worry about things that I really don't need to be worrying about. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty chill. Like I, I know when I should worry about things and when I shouldn't, Yeah. but sometimes I just can't help it. And my mom's just never been one of those people. So I wonder like, because she did have a big influence on me. Mm-hmm. Why is it that I have adapted this worry? So I feel like we get like a mixture of our own crap. Mm-hmm. I feel like your mom is the kind of person to write somebody a letter uh-huh. asking them how they are. Yeah. Instead of calling them. Yeah. She likes to write letters. She's a big letter mm-hmm. writer. Does I call her about postage questions actually. Cause I don't know anything about the post office <laughs> and she knows quite a bit, uh, but yeah, I think that, I don't know. It's interesting to me, the things that we do take from our parents. Mm-hmm. As, um, in this instance, we're talking about our mothers because mm-hmm. Mother's Day is coming Yay. up. Huzzah. Um, but I, I wonder why sometimes, like, why do we get these things? If Because ni- neither one of my parents are very big, wor- even my dad, he's not a big worrier. Mm-hmm. Where the heck did I get that from? Mm. I don't know. Maybe my grandma. I'm not sure. I always thought because I was a middle child, my role in the family was to take care of my brother and sister because my brother is older. Mm-hmm. He gets to do whatever the fuck he wants. Right. Right. Because he gets to make those choices. My sister is younger. She's just a spoiled brat growing up all of our entire lives. Right. I know those. So, <laughs> <laughs> so my brother goes off and he does whatever he wants. Right. And my sister, she does whatever she wants. And I was the one who was kind of like, okay, both of my siblings are idiots. Right. I have to be the person who takes care of their shit. So because neither of my siblings kind of cared, I felt like I needed to be the responsible one. And my mother was going through so much in her life, dealing with her own, um, I guess, just how she was coping with all of the tragedy that was going on. I felt as a young kid, I was the one who had to take care of everybody. Mm -hmm. And I took it upon myself to worry about everything. Mm Mm-hmm. That kind of built into me this sense of I have to be worried about this person because they're not worried about themselves. Right. But I think that's different for people who maybe could be like a single child. Yeah. Russell was a single child. But also, whenever it comes to you, like, where did you get that worrisome nature? You were always taking care of your brother, weren't you? Yeah, I I did take care of my brother a lot. And I think that comes from, like, you know, us going from house to house, and we always had each other. So we'd be one week we'd be at our mom's and then a weekend we'd be at our dad's and then we'd be at our grandma's and then we, you know, it'd be from going from place to place and we always had each other. So it was always, I would worry a lot about him wondering how his well being was, like if he was coping with everything. Okay. Especially whenever my parents first got divorced, uh, it was just, I guess maybe that's where it comes from is the fact that like mm-hmm. I was worried a lot about him. 
and so, yeah, maybe that's where it's, maybe it's a, not a, not a born with thing, but it's a learned thing. But I think all of these are learned things. Yeah. I think it's learned from like, even my hippiness mm-hmm. that's totally learned. Uh, cause my mother is a total hippie and, uh, I'm probably more of a hippie though than her now because she's not all about the plastic <laughs> stuff. <laughs> She'll say things, or I'll say things sometimes, and she'll like she'll kind like, of mm, roll her eyes mm-hmm. at me or something. A, a light roll. A light roll. Yes, not a heavy one. So this raises a question. Do you think that our mothers thought about those things back when we were children? Like, this is the kind of person that I want my child to be, mm. so this is how I'm going to act in order for them to get to that point. I don't think my mom was that calculated about it, but I do think she probably thought I want my children to be independent. Mm. So in order for that to be, I need to not hover. Mm-hmm. I think she probably, I could ask her, I guess, but I think she probably <laughs> did have that thought of like, I don't want to be the parent that uh, just hovers and and watches every little thing that you do and mm-hmm. calculates everything you do. It's almost like free range parenting. Have you heard of this? <laughs> no, it, I have heard of this. It's an yes. actual thing. So it's like they allow their children to just do whatever and then mm-hmm. they learn how to play and all this stuff. And uh, so it was very different parenting style actually than what my uh, dad and my stepmother had in mind because theirs was very planned and calculated and they did exactly what I guess they wanted to do parenting mm-hmm. wise. And then like, on my mom's side, she was more about like, uh, are you interested in choir? Well, then you should do choir or mm-hmm. instead of forcing us to do things, it was more like, what do you want to do? And like, you have to keep up with it and you've got to do this because like, give I'm, it a shot. And if it works then it works. Yeah. Um, she did have problems though with my brother with that because he'd, he'd want to try something and then he didn't want to do it. And she had already put mm-hmm. money into it and he, she'd be like, mm, Robert, mm-hmm. But that's okay. You know, it happens. Children are children. Yep. Um, but I think that, you know, there is some calculation to that. Not necessarily like they sit there and plot or something. Mm. But I think that they they do. Well, I think most parents probably think about the effect they're having on their children. Possibly. I hope they do. Maybe. Because they do have an effect. Yeah. I don't know if they know that. Mm-mm. Do you know that, parents? <laughs> do you know all that of, you have an effect <laughs> all of the parents in the world right now listening to us are yes. just like you stupid kids you don't <laughs> know what the fuck you're talking yeah, about yeah they're like you're not even parents yet <laughs> what the hell <laughs> but Raphael do you, <laughs> do, you, do you hear this bitch <laughs> yes do you think you would parent like your mother like what, uh, if and when you have children I don't know if you plan to have children oh goodness that's that a really be. good question. Like I have always told my friends and my family, if I ever do have kids, my kids will know the metric system. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be one of those parents who really has high expectations for their kids. <laughs> <laughs> Setting up for failure. <laughs> no, I want my kids to have all of the tools that they need to survive in the real world. So as an adult, I think to myself, I'm going to teach my children how to come to conclusions practically, mm-hmm. provide them with the information they need to think about things and entertain certain ideas without actually accepting them as beliefs. 
And I want my kids to be aware of not only all of the things that are beautiful in the world, but all of the things that they need to be cautious of in the world too. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like as a parent, if I were to ever have children or spawn whatever I would be spawning, it's not my responsibility to tell them how to live their lives. It would be my responsibility to provide them with everything they need to face the world. Right. How they live that life, how they face the world, that's not up to me. Is that how you parent your cats? No. <laughs> no, not at all. Okay. Just curious. My cats are stupid. <laughs> My children will not be stupid. Hopefully. <laughs> Knock on something. Yeah. I think I will probably pick up some things that I, uh, in the way that I was parented. Because like I said, I think it's probably, I like the idea of free range parenting. Mm. Like the whole, let your children be and kind mm -hmm. of do what they think they need to do. But also one thing that I think is important is my mother never anticipated on raising her children by herself. Mm-hmm. So that, of course, changed the nature I don't of know that how she treated us. Maybe very few mothers, maybe more nowadays, but very few mothers probably anticipate raising a child on their own. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that that's probably correct for most people who end up being single parents. Yeah. I do remember, I've had this conversation with my mom before, and she said that whenever my dad passed away, all of a sudden she wasn't the mother anymore. She was the mother and the father. Right. So she had to be sweet and kind and compassionate, but she also had to be strict and discipline us. And she didn't know how to balance the two of those things. Right. So also I feel like that's very sexist that it has to be like the women being all sweet and kind mm -hmm. and whatever. And then the dad's the punisher mm -hmm. needs to be fixed. Well, we don't have that in gay world. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I suppose that's right. <laughs> that fixes the problem in it itself. It does. It does. Yeah. <laughs> How nice for you. It's very convenient. <laughs> everyone's the punisher and yep. everyone's the kind, sweet person. Exactly. Got it. I saw a meme the other day of, um, it you said. You and your fucking memes. <laughs> it said, instead of asking a gay couple who's the top and who's the bottom. Jesus. You should ask who, you know, um, is the one who doesn't fucking text back. Oh. And I'm just like, that's, that's the best way you can put it. Like, that's the easiest way. Uh -huh. Like, which one cares and which one doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never heard that before, but, you know, that's fine. Anyway, we don't have that stigma. Well, that's good. I love that about that culture, I guess. <laughs> but also, I guess getting back to the point, I don't know how to expect to raise a child if my partner is another man, because I don't know how he would want to raise our children. Well, that's questions you'd have to ask beforehand. I'm like, forever alone. Whatever, you spinster. <laughs> <laughs> with your cats. That's what I was saying. Like, maybe you can raise your cats that way. My cats are stupid. <laughs> you could make them smart. No. You can teach an old cat new tricks? Absolutely not. Okay. Um, They're too bougie. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway. So, we are kind of touching on this subject already, but I have a question for you. Do you? 
I do. I never would have guessed. I always have questions for you. <laughs> um, parenting. Is it hard? Do you think a lot no. of people right now are screaming? It's at like the, the easiest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, it, raising a being and all you have to do is keeping give them, it alive. All you have to do is give them food, shelter, um, and water. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You've covered the basics. Yeah, literally, that's all you have to do. Yeah. No. Actually, my dad used to tell me that. He used to say. <laughs> <laughs> he used to tell me. Uh, we would like watch something on TV or if we were, my brother and I were fighting over toys or something like that, he'd mm-hmm. be like, all I have to provide you is a bed and a roof and food and water and that's it. So y'all need to get along and share your toys. And I was like, man, some serious, serious tones <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, is parenting hard? Do you think that, I mean, I Definitely. The short answer is yes. I definitely think parenting is probably pretty difficult. I've never really done it. Really? But. (laughs) (laughs) But. I think it depends. I think not only does it depend, I, I, you know, there are just so many factors that Mm -hmm. go into parenting because somebody who has a lot of money would tell you that parenting is super easy. Would All you they, do though? is buy a nanny, send them off to camp during the summer, get them into a private school. But there can like, be people who have a lot of money who want to be involved in their children's lives. Right. But also parenting can be very, very, very difficult for perhaps. OK, let's just get real for a second. Prepare your ears, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Parenting can be very, very difficult for the 16 year old girl who got raped. Uh-huh. And then she has to provide for a kid on her own. Yeah. Or parenting can be really, really easy for a corporate America CEO who can afford the nanny and the private schools and the cars and everything else. And you literally have the resources to give your children whatever you see they need. Right. But for the girl who got raped at 16 and is suddenly pregnant, she can't provide for that child. How is she going to make do? I think that she can for sure. Um, I mean, she can, but there's that level of... The resources not only can you find for yourself, but the resources that are technically part of your culture. You know what I mean? Right. So maybe a single mother, such as the girl mentioned, would have a much harder time parenting a newborn child than somebody who literally doesn't want or need for anything. I completely agree that there is some, I I guess like money could make it easier, but I don't necessarily mean money. I mean, philosophy. So like you can definitely provide for your children, um, financially, like you have to provide financially for your children or they'll be taken away from you. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that I'm talking more like philosophy, like parenting wise, I, I think there are people out there, even without money, that could still parent in a way that is uh, beneficial for their mm-hmm. kids. So, like, just because they can't send their kid to, like, the best schools doesn't mean that they can't provide them uh, good sources of education mm-hmm. or, like, take them to the library because the library is free mm-hmm. um, or, like... Uh, 
you know, parents, many parents save up their pennies and they take their kids on trips and they like, there's things that you can do even though you don't have money. So Mm -hmm. like to me, money isn't a factor in there's a small portion of parenting that involves money to Mm -hmm. me. I think you have to pay for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Sure. Because there's money sucks. Like they just suck the money out of you. Yeah. Sorry, mom and dad (laughs) for that. Um, but I do think that there are other aspects, uh, like your faith or spiritual beliefs. Mm-hmm. That's something that your parents have to decide on. Like, and that's hard. I feel like that would be difficult yeah. for parents to, to come to the conclusion of this is what we want our children to believe in. Right. <laughs> Which sometimes doesn't even happen anyway. So and why do parents try? Sometimes the parents don't think about those things until it, they're faced with it. Yeah. Until the child comes up to them and asks, Dad, Mom, why do we go to church? Yeah. Like, they don't think about those things prior, ahead of time. Right. They don't explain the why. Right. So are you going to be one of those parents who systematically kind of prepares themselves for those things? Mm -hmm. Or are you going to be the parent who says, my child is just going to figure it out with me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make sure that they know what it is to be a good person. And we're just going to go from there. Moral beliefs and things like that. Yeah. And like... I think people can have all the plans they want for parenting mm-hmm. and it just doesn't work out the way that yeah, you think. Exactly. Um, my uncle Dean, he, oh, there was a phrase he said, and I was like, that is so true. He said uh, something like God laughs at the, uh, those who plan. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, for sure. Yeah. Because I think no matter how much you plan, even if you're one of those, like, you know, those moms that are like, my C-section is going to be on this day. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but then she has it early. Yeah. And it's like, mm, there's like, she a, goes into labor like two weeks early. Yes. There's yeah. a Gilmore girls episode on that actually. And the whole time the woman's like, it's too early. It's yeah. not supposed to happen now. And yeah. it's like, well it is. So <laughs> get ready. Um, but yeah, I think that parenting for sure is hard. That's mm-hmm. kind of a duh kind of question, but I was just yeah. curious, like what your opinion on the difficulty level of parenting is. I just think it's, I, I just think there are so many factors that go into it oh, that yeah. it's hard to say whether or not something's going to be difficult for somebody or not. It takes a lot of thought. I think a lot of yeah. processing of what would be good for my children. Mm-hmm. What would be probably what I don't want to, I bet that's the mm-hmm. hardest of like what I don't want to expose my children to yeah. is probably one of the most difficult things to keep away. Mm-hmm. Like one thing that I personally, like when I have children, I really, really going to try hard to not expose my children to tons of sugar. Mm. But I know that in the society that we live in, that's going to be so hard really difficult because there are those moms and I'm not going to be those moms. I don't think, I don't know. I could be. Um, but anyway, one of those moms that's like, she can't have sugar and she like oh, saying all these restrictive yeah. things, uh, because I want my kids to have fun, yeah. but I, I'm just don't, not going to be the kind of person that has like, um, you know, the, the sugary snacks readily available and sodas yeah. readily available and things right. like that. Um, but you know, like, I know somebody else who had the exact same plan and it has not worked out for them. Mm -hmm. Like they, they, it's like the best tool for them. Basically. It's like, if you do this thing, I will give you candy or I will give you, and it's like become like a reward system, even though their plan was to not do that. So I think it's difficult. Mm -hmm. And I think 
that when you when you think of parenting, people should be flexible mm-hmm. in what is working and what isn't. Right. Um, and acknowledge that parenting is hard. And since Mother's Day is coming up, you should really thank your mama. <laughs> you should be like, thank you for putting up with my mm-hmm. shit. Every, every, every time that I've done awful things. Appreciate it. Lots of them. Yes. Even if you're not really big fans of your mom or like you dislike your mother, you should thank her anyway. Just thank her for giving birth to you so that you're alive. (laughs) If that's what, if that's all (laughs) that you can, that's that's all you can thank her for. Great. Do it anyway. Yeah. What do do you know what you're getting your mom for Mother's Day? No. She doesn't like surprises. And it's really, she tells me this all the time. She's just like, I hate surprises. Don't surprise me. So I normally just ask her, like, what do you want? And then we'll get her whatever she wants. My mother just wants something personal, usually something that I either have made or uh, when I was younger, that was easier Mm because I could make like a macaroni necklace and she was good. (laughs) It was like, oh, that's awesome. Now, if I did that, she'd be like, "Mm, seriously, thanks. (laughs) Where's the real present yes like, mm-hmm. <laughs> until i until i have children and they're her grandchildren's gifts she won't accept macaroni <laughs> necklaces anymore um so i did actually purchase her gift because i i think she'll probably listen to this beforehand i'm not going to say what it is um but yeah i already got her a gift i have to ship it to her mm. uh, but normally she likes things that are made so now i do yeah. paintings and stuff like that goodness yeah she's into that Crap. This is about the time whenever my mom's just like, um, I could use a new TV. <laughs> and then my brother Holy and I will like crap. go in for a new TV. Well, that's sweet of y'all. Because we, I've tried to surprise her. I've thrown her a surprise birthday party before and she was so mad at me. And I was just like, okay, never again. When I lived with my mother, I used to do a breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, so like she'd wake up and I would have made like pancakes and mm. eggs and potatoes and coffee and all this mm-hmm. stuff and that was usually what we did for Mother's Day. Like the, um, we wouldn't necessarily buy her anything. Uh, probably, hopefully she understood it was because we were children and we didn't have money. <laughs> um, but I'm sure she did. But yeah, we would normally do stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. do stuff with her or for her. Or we'd, I think we've gone to the movies before for her, mm-hmm. uh, with her because she, our family's like a movie family, which I'm sure you're well aware of yes. since I love movies so yes. much. Another thing that I got for my mother. And uh, so the movies was a big deal. We would go to the drive-in movies, like stuff like that. Doing things with your mother's probably. I took her hiking one time for Mother's Day. So I feel like if you can't afford a gift, maybe just going out with her and doing something. Mm -hmm. um, Maybe that would be better and worthwhile. I remember the very first of her birthdays. Where I had my own job, mm-hmm. I took her to see Mariah Carey. Whoa. Yeah. So it was like my moment <laughs> to like thank her. I, okay. I gotcha. For being my mom. Yes. Because I had my own job. I had mm-hmm. my own money. I was able to actually do something for her for the very first time in my life. And in a way. And I've never done anything since. <laughs> like. So <laughs> You're like, that's enough, Like mom. that was, that's all, that's all she got. <laughs> well, in a way though, it, it's thanks to her that you've kind of become the person that you are. Yeah. Um, and same with my mom. So thank your mamas. If you don't do it to their faces it doesn't count 
How do you know? <laughs> it could count. Anything counts. Oh, goodness. Well, actually, not anything. We'll see. Not anything. <laughs> My mom is going to text me after she listens to this, and she was just going to be like, when was the last fucking time you said thank you? And I'm going to be like... In the um, podcast, listen over and over and over again. <laughs> you can hear me say thank you recorded. all the time. I'm just going to make a snippet <laughs> and send it to her every day. <laughs> <laughs> there, mom. Now you get what you wanted. Shit. Yeah. Okay. That's all I got. Very well. Then we should move on to our next segment before we get too out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> We're already too out of hand. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Brewing something bitter. <laughs> Meredith, my dear. <laughs> what makes you bitter? Um, that I don't read very fast. Okay. <laughs> I really, I love to read mm-hmm. and I, I will sit and read, but I can read for hours and only have read maybe two chapters. Really? Yeah. I, I'm just a slow reader and I always have been. And it's because I have dyslexia and I know that, Mm. but I get really annoyed by it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm just like, can't you read any faster, (laughs) you buffoon? But I just can't. So it's difficult. And I want to read all these books, but I'll go to the library and I'll check out two books. And they're like, okay, you get two weeks. Is that enough time? And I always say, yes. And it's Mm -hmm. incorrect. It's not enough time. I need more than two weeks to read two books. Mm -hmm. And I just, that makes me better. I Mm -hmm. wish I was a faster reader. That's unfortunate. It is. It's been an unfortunate thing all my life, so (laughs) (laughs) I really should be used to it right now, but especially during school, it was a problem because I would like, yeah, um, college was my God. Uh, there was one semester I had to read 14 books for one class and I was like, (laughs) why are you doing this to me? (laughs) It would take me two hours to read the one chapter we needed to read. Oh, anyway. So yeah, that's my better. How about you? I really want to go out and to do concerts not like perform like I want to see concerts I want to go to live shows I want to see live music like I feel like I haven't really gone out and like done stuff like that in a really really long time and also I'm still mad about not being at Coachella okay (laughs) remind me of of this after the podcast and I have something to tell you okay okay anyway so you tell me about all of your like lovey-dovey um Bullshit. You took Russell to go see Brandon Yuri. Yes, I did. Well, Panic at the Disco, also known as Brandon Yuri. Yeah. Um, no, it is just him for sure. <laughs> He's a lone wolf. And then, of course, my mom recently went to go see Lauren Hill, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite artists. And I don't get to go do those things anymore because. I don't allow myself to. <laughs> yeah. I was like, whose fault is that? Just but yours. I really feel like I need to start doing stuff like that. Okay. Again. That's I why I'm telling like you, tell me afterwards and, yeah. and I will tell you th- uh, uh, an event that's coming up. Mm-hmm. And by the time this comes out, the event will be passed. So mm. I, I would feel bad for like rubbing it into people's faces. Like, <laughs> um, but anyway, I'll tell you about this thing that's going to happen and, and maybe you and I can go. But the reason that I say that is because remember you, when you and I went to the winery mm-hmm. and there was live music there, I remember thinking to myself like, Oh my God, I missed this. Yeah. Like I haven't done this in so long. And that's fun. But like all of the shows that I want to go to are like thousands of dollars. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And I'm just like, I'm not spending thousands of dollars on a ticket and then a couple hundred on going there and like a night stay at some fucking Mm -hmm. place that I'm not even going to remember. It's a hard nut life. 
But I want to do those things again because I miss them. I'm sorry. That was very sincere. <laughs> and now it kind of like, it got to me. <laughs> like I'm, I'm just like very emotional right now. Okay, whatever. So, <laughs> Alex. Yes. What's sweet this week? So, Avi Kaplan from Pentatonix, the old bass. Yeah. He has his own solo music career. Oh, cool. And he recently released a music video and a single hmm. called Other Side or The Other Side. I don't remember, but it's absolutely amazing. Hmm. And I'm really, really digging his music. And he has a tour that I want to go see him. in. <laughs> That's why you're feeling bitter about it. I see. Yeah, he's promoting a, a North American tour. Hmm. And um, he has a couple of select dates that he's doing. They're all pretty well spread out, though. Mm -hmm. So, like, one date could be, like, a week or two weeks from the next date. So, it's like, are you going to get to see him? You might. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) But I want to go see him. And I remember thinking to myself, like, God, I haven't, like, taken a trip to go see somebody perform Mm. in a really long time. Good to know. Yeah. Maybe we can plan a trip sometime. Not necessarily to see him, because I know that's coming up, but Mm -hmm. we'll just go to a show. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so I'm in love with his uh, music video and his single, The Other Side. It's absolutely incredible. If anybody likes really nice, calming guitar music, you really need to go listen to it, because it's it's super, like, it's it's like sensational. Good. Yeah. Sensational. Sensational. That is sensational. a sensational word. It's a sensational. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> okay. My sweet this week mm-hmm. is uh, my mother introduced... I thought it was appropriate since my mom <laughs> told me about it. My mother introduced me to this tutorial of watercolors. And so if you like to watercolor... This is a good opportunity for you to get on YouTube and uh, look up Let's Make Art is what it's called. Hmm. And she's a, um, a watercolor tutorial teacher person. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, she's a teacher person. That's what it is. A teacher person. A teacher person. She teaches things. Yes, she does. And I, she's also a woman. Uh-huh. And blonde. She, she also exists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so it's really good. <laughs> and um, she even has like a subscription box where you could like get a subscription to uh, mm. the Let's Make Art thing. And mm-hmm. she'll send outlines so that you can just paint in the lines mm. instead of having to like either draw them out or like you can print them. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it's really cool. And I, I'll uh, I'll show you too. I painted some things mm-hmm. from her tutorials. And that it's just really nice to like sit there and mm-hmm. paint with somebody. Yeah, you've been getting into a lot of painting lately. I have. You're right. Um, so, yeah, that's what... Uh, Let's Make Art is what it's called. Yeah, Not yeah. sponsored. Just wanted to share the love. <laughs> if only we could get sponsored. <laughs> We're like, never sponsored. Great, if anybody wants to sponsor us, <laughs> I will say so many nice things about you. <laughs> Some people are like, you already say nice things about us. We don't need to sponsor you. I'll mean it next time. Oh, okay. I'll really mean it. <laughs> oh, goodness. Anyway, that's the end. Okay. Very well, my dear. If that's all we have time for today. Beautiful, beautiful people of the world. People of the world. Oh, I said that backwards. 
Oh, well. Speak with people. <laughs> if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, please feel free to get a hold of us. All of our social media links will be in the description, as always. And until next time, beautiful farewells, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.